0: It's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. Colorado's snowpack hits eighth percentile as much of the state reports drought conditions once again, reads the headline from the summit daily press on January 3rd, 2024. A quick math reminder, the eighth percentile means that of all the years that we have on record for snow in Colorado, only 8% had the same or less snow than this one does. Throughout the state of Colorado, snowpack is at 63% of average. Though Colorado was briefly drought-free in July for the first time since 2019, drought has returned to more than half of the state. Throughout Colorado, precipitation remained at or below normal in 2023. Southwest Colorado is experiencing the worst drought conditions, ranging from moderate to severe drought. abnormally dry conditions have crept into the northwest part of the state and down into summit and grand counties. If we zoom out though Colorado's low snow is actually not as bad as it is in other places. In Idaho and Nevada snowpack is about 50 to 60 percent abnormal while snowpack conditions in California's Sierra Nevada mountains are only 20 to 30 percent abnormal. Zoom out a little bit more and we see that while weather is always variable changes in the averages of weather patterns, what we call climate, are influencing this low snow state throughout the United States. In particular, the New York Times reported last week that warmer weather is dumping more precipitation as rain instead of snow, and that despite El Nino conditions that traditionally bring moisture, the unusually warm weather in December meant that precipitation was more likely to fall as rain than as snow. That 25% snowpack figure in California is the lowest in more than a decade. Last year on January 1st, according to UC Berkeley's Central Sierra Snow Lab, there were 100 inches of snow compared with 32 that there are this year. So why does all of this matter? Well, with the changing climate, water conditions can also change rapidly affecting everyone from ski area operators to water managers and every farm and ranch and city and tribe that gets water off of the Colorado River, even to the federal budget and private insurance companies. This link of warmer temperatures both on land and in the oceans, leading to less snow even in El Nino years, squares at least in part with a NOAA forecast that was released this fall which looked at the combination of a strong El Nino in the tropical Pacific and record high global ocean temperatures. The forecast accurately predicted, at least so far, that temperatures would be higher than average, creating unusually mild conditions across much of the lower 48 states. On January 9th, the Wall Street Journal ran a story stating that record global temperatures which spawned heavy rainfall, disastrous floods, and raging wildfires in 2023 will likely continue in 2024. According to the European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service, 2023 was the hottest year since record-keeping began in the mid-1800s. Quote, In 2023, Earth last year shattered global annual heat records coming very close to the world's agreed-upon warming threshold of 1.5 degrees Celsius. Specifically, in 2023, global temperatures were on average 1.48 degrees Celsius, or 2.66 degrees Fahrenheit, higher than pre-industrial times. Climate scientists have long warned that should annual average temperatures reach 1.5 degrees Celsius, the effects of global warming could become irreversible. All right, let's zoom out one more time. Knowing that there is a time lag in the temperature response to greenhouse gas emissions, i.e. Earth experiences warming influences of gases that were released within the past decade, Combined with the fact that greenhouse gas emissions have skyrocketed up again after COVID, we have to face the reality of where we are. In my opinion, that 1.5 degrees Celsius mark was going to be reached. If not next year, then very soon. And Earth's systems, while more sophisticated than we know, are not exact within the human-determined bonds of temperature, i.e. a temperature rise of 1.48 degrees Celsius may have the same effect as 1.5. There are so many more feedback loops in the climate system than the climate models have incorporated. And changes are starting to happen sooner and faster, showcasing a cascade effect that is resulting in the destabilization of regular weather patterns and increasing the severity of weather events. And because this is a both and scenario, there is a flip side. Where there is entropy, synergy may also exist. You can't have a cascading failure without a system that is also capable of organizing synergistically. Yes, Earth's systems are way, way, way out of balance and human activity is to blame. And also these large life-giving and life-making systems are capable of rebalancing, of healing. And all that excess heat that's up in the atmosphere is there because there is more water vapor up there and that water vapor is there because there is more carbon. Water vapor is a stronger greenhouse gas than carbon, but it is not a driver, carbon is. More carbon in the atmosphere equals more heat in the atmosphere, and more heat in the atmosphere equals more water. On the other hand, as we know, more carbon in the soil and more carbon in living plants and trees equals more water on the land and more water in the soil. More water in the land and in the soil creates cooler surface temperatures, and more water in the bodies of trees that create shade and evapotranspiration also helps cool things down. There is a vast and increasingly empty sink in the soil that is waiting to hold a lot more carbon and a lot more water. And we as humans, through our cultivation and stewardship of farms, ranches, forests, wetlands, and urban ecosystems, are the ones who can put it there. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of The Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton, and written and narrated by me, Calarose Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com, or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening!